Just a heads up before we start in this episode, we talk a little bit about suicide. So if that's something you don't want to deal with right now, go ahead and skip this and make sure you're taking care of yourself. If you need to, you can always ask for help. The Suicide Prevention Lifeline is available 24-7 every single day of the year. 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-8255. There's also the Suicide Prevention Resource Center online at sprc.org or you can text home to 741741 that's the suicide crisis text line if you don't feel like saying things out loud i know things are really hard right now out there for some people but hang in there because you are worth it and the world is a whole lot better place just because you are in it now let the show begin the following is brought to you with no commercial interruptions. Listen up. So how many times a week do you uh, record with people? Um, I just do it during the weekends. Okay. It depends. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I've learned from past mistakes that uh, I should only do probably two yeah. a day when I do it. Um, oh, wow. Especially since the weekends is when I edit the episodes too. So. Oh. So if I uh, really stack them up and it's like, oh, wait, I have an episode to put out, too. That's uh, be a problem. <laughs> yeah, this must be so much work. Wow. <laughs> yes. Quite, a, quite an undertaking you've taken on here. Yeah. The, the, the last episode I put out on Bush Leaguer, it took me six hours to edit. Oh, wow. Which <laughs> I and hopefully I don't it know. won't take that long for this one. <laughs> no, no, no. Hopefully not. I don't know. I it's like I I don't know if it's just because of the uh, coffee I drink or whatever <laughs> while I'm editing, but like I can't just like sit and like edit for like more than like half an hour at a time. I got to get up and say, okay, oh, I got to sure. do something. I got to do something else for a little bit. And yeah. Like if I, if I like sat down and like did it and ignored my family and everything for, <laughs> you know, a whole day, I could get it, you know, I could get it done. I could bust it out, but. Yeah. They might not appreciate that though. Yeah. I guess I love my family I is, guess uh, so. is the humble brag I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> I always talk about in my episodes, a backup recording. And how I never do it. And I think <laughs> I think I'm gonna do it right now. Just to make sure. Yes. Welcome to season eight, episode twenty of the Better Band Podcast, an all-encompassing trip through every song in the Pearl Jam catalog. I'm your host, Brandon Pullover. Each episode, I go track by track with a guest through every album, soundtrack, single, and B-side to discover why you simply can't find a better band. Welcome back to the Better Band Podcast. This is Brandon today talking about the lost dog alone with guest Debbie Hepner. Hello, Debbie. Hi, Brandon. Thanks for having me on. Oh, no problem. I love talking to people and especially new people, because when I get people on for the first time, that allows me to bust out my good old fashioned, not good old fashioned. What is the word I'm trying to look for? My old reliable. There we go. <laughs> my old reliable signature question before we start 
Debbie, when did you first hear of Pearl Jam? So I would have been 15 or 16 when uh, the Eli- uh, sorry, the Evenflow video came out. And um, I can remember watching that video for the first time. And my first thought when I was seeing it was, who is this asshole and why is he yelling at this poor <laughs> jumper? <laughs> and then when the song starts, it's like Josh who, you know, it, I, I totally forgot. It was one of the most amazing things I'd ever seen. I still love that video. I actually saw it last weekend. I have a retro channel that plays old videos. So all last weekend they were playing 90s videos and I came up and I thought, man, this is still a great video. And then uh, after that, I saw the Jeremy video and I borrowed my older brother's 10 CD and that was it. Versus came out when I was in 12th grade and that just blew my mind. It's maybe not my very favorite Pearl Jam album, but it certainly has a very special place in my heart. So that's kind of how I got into into Pearl Jam. And now we're here at Alone. Yes. Uh, written, pretty much written by Stone Gossard. It's on his early demos as Richard E. Uh, before they had Ed in the band or before there was a band. Um, on the, the demo tape, right? But uh, yeah. I didn't realize it had another name. Yeah, Leia, yeah, like um, Egyptian Crave and uh, the King and like all that sort of stuff from his, uh, his uh, whatchamacallits, his demos that he had before they started Pearl Jam and everything like that. And then they did a demo of it early on. This was also the second song that they ever played at the first show. They played it right after release. Tidbit, yeah, and uh, Ed, Ed, of course, wrote the lyrics. Let's see, this version, I believe, from Lost Dogs is a 10 outtake. They recorded it during 10. Uh, Dave Krusen is drumming, and it is produced by Rick Parashar and all that stuff. Mike says, From 10 era, we played it live a few times. I always loved it. I don't know why it never made it. 
Most people heard it, though, for the first time on the Go import single, right. which came out either October 31st or October 25th in 1993. It was a B-side, and um, that one has Dave A playing drums, and as part of contractual obligations and stuff, then when you look at it, it says that the whole band wrote the song and not Stone. So that's why it's credited then in Lost Dogs as everybody writing the song and not Stone. And they haven't played it that live that many times, right? No, there was a huge gap uh, between 1994 and 2004, so a 10-year gap of uh, them playing it for some <laughs> reason. Uh, I guess until Lost Dogs came out and people were reminded, oh yeah, the song exists. And it's a good one. Yeah, yeah, it's... it's um. When did, was your first exposure to it on Lost Dogs, or did you have the uh, the single? I didn't have the single, but when I heard it on Lost Dogs, I knew it, like I'd heard it before. Um, mm -hmm. But I I didn't have the Go single, and I didn't know anyone that did. But I must have just heard it. I don't know when I'd heard a live bootleg or something. But so I'm probably more familiar with the Lost Dogs version. It's a little bit different, I know, than the one on the the Go single. Yeah, it's um, what you call it. It's uh, it's missing half of the second verse. Yes, is the is the most glaring example, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's the part with the uh, does he fly away or just talk about it like a seagull right. born to cry or fly in the wind? On experiences lead to a young girl or younger. All yeah, alone, you'll be the one who lies on and waits. What the lyrics actually are, you know, when you hear. The, the Lost Dogs version, then you hear the Go version, then you hear live versions. They're all different. Yeah, especially that first uh, performance at the off-ramp. Um, <laughs> I think it's just the chorus. Um, <laughs> go it alone. And then every other word in there is uh, maybe mumble, maybe not real words, or just uh, well, kind of picking it up on the spot or something. Right? So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's kind of the way that the that that show was a lot of uh, yeah placeholder vocals I guess or lyrics yeah the um I got the uh, the single from uh, from where the warehouse I remember it was uh, down the street from uh, where my mom lived and I'd walk down there whenever we uh, whenever my brothers and I were staying at her house and um, I'd walk and look, okay, go right to the peas and Pearl Jam, see if there's any new uh, singles or imports and stuff like that that I need to get. And I saw this and I was like, oh, wow, cool. It's like, oh, it's got a bonus song too on it that's not on the anything else. And yeah, like I was then had to have been like 14, 15 or whatever. And it just, you know, blew my mind. Just like, oh, man, this song, oh, it just gets right to me. It's got a, oh, it's, it's talking to me. Oh, Do you I'm remember sorry. how much you paid for it? Um, ooh, it had to have been at least 15 bucks. Oh, um, because it was an import. Yeah, <laughs> and even though, you know, it's three songs and. <laughs> but you probably got your money's worth and played that hundreds, hundreds of times. Oh, yeah. I put it on all my mixtapes and stuff like that. So money well plus, spent. Oh, yeah. And plus there's the uh, acoustic elderly woman, which yes. uh, has one little different ver uh, word in it or whatever in the verse. So it's kind of like, oh, <laughs> um, let's see. What's what is it about the song that uh, made you pick this for to, to talk about? Oh, that's a good question. It's just always been one of my favorites. Um, I was disappointed that it wasn't on 10, although mm -hmm. when you start to 
when you start to think about it, okay, so if it goes on 10, what comes off of 10? And that's, you, you can't, you, you can't answer that question. So yeah. I, I don't know. I think, I think we've all, you know, you, you look at the lyrics and it's someone who's just going through this, you know, incredible heartache. And I think we've all been there. And so we can all kind of relate to that. So, and it's just a, it's just, I mean, it's, it's a great song. I, it's just one of my favorites always been. Do you think that it had it could have fit onto verses when they uh, tried to record it for verses? I don't think it. I see it fitting better on ten than on verses. Mm-hmm. Verses is very. This song is more kind of like I would say kind of more melancholy, depressed. Whereas verses, I always feels like a very angry album. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it would have been as good of a fit on verses. Although if they wanted to put it on verses, I would have been okay with that too. I mean, as long as I it would have been on an album, um, but yeah. <laughs> at, least, at least we got it with Lost Dogs. So yeah. So this is this is something that you really think should be a a song that's more well known and more yeah it's played right. Yeah, it, you know, especially because it is you know it, it is one of the tracks on the the Stone Gossard demo. I feel like all those songs kind of should have been um, like footsteps. Um, mm-hmm. an album, uh, this one too, I feel like, but, uh, like I said, once you get into the, where on 10 does it go and what comes off of 10, it's just, you, your mind explodes. You can't figure that out. So, um, lyrically, are there any, um, parts that really got you or anything? Well, you said you first, you first heard this on Lost Dogs, right? So yes. this wasn't like, yeah. uh, yeah. hitting you when you were uh, a kid like me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, and I know on the Lost Dogs version, the it's it, they do the snakes in a panic, whereas mm-hmm. on the Go single, it's the shakes in a panic. Yeah. So I kind of like the snakes in a panic. Even though you know it's kind of you know I was looking into it. Well, like what what would that what was he trying to say by that? And I was looking into it and. I may have learned this in fourth grade science class, but snakes, they don't have eyelids. So their eyes are always open. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, the other thing too, is that they can kind of feel some basic emotions like fear or aggression. So yeah. when you first think about it, well, it's like snakes in a panic, what does that mean? Well, technically wide awake, like snakes in a panic, it is, it's a thing. It could, you could actually have a snake in a panic. So I kind of like that version better than the the go version. And they say the shakes in the panic at the end of the uh, Lost Dogs anyways. So you, you get the most, best of uh, best of both worlds with that. You're up in Winnipeg. Is are 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 there snakes? Well, <laughs> <Up> there. <laughs> well, actually, there's it's about there's a there's a um, there's a place that's about an hour and a half north of where I live called Narcisse. Mm-hmm. And they have they have snake dens there. So oh. in, in the spring, there's tens of thousands of these snakes that leave their dens and go out to find other snakes to mate. So it's a big thing. Like people will go out and watch like there's like 70,000 snakes, um, but they're all harmless garter snakes. Like we don't yeah. have any, any rattlesnakes here, but uh, I've never gone. I've always wanted to go, but uh, <laughs> We always, my mom is terrified of snakes. So we always threaten her for like Mother's Day one year. That's going to be her Mother's Day present. <laughs> is that where like the snakes at all kind of like all curl up like in a ball and stuff like that? Or they kind of have the big 
snake orgy or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I believe so. (laughs) That that's that's what snakes in a panic looks like if you go to. Oh yeah, maybe kind of. Yeah, the yeah, this, this song is real sort of. Um, I don't know. It it is kind of raw yes. in its emotion. You know, reaching for the water turns either red hot or mm-hmm. red got mm-hmm. or red got woken up. Uh, <laughs> you know, standing naked and apologizing. You know, either she's standing naked or just standing naked and. He's apologizing or she's apologizing or just apologizing. <laughs> There's a lot of different versions. Yes. And even live, you know, they'll he he'll kind of do different versions and stuff like that. Yeah. Of the uh of the lyrics. Let's see. What else? Oh, and looking on the Pearl Jam website, it um will say uh, anything to get his heart off of Nicole. No. Which I think he says in the Lost Dog version, but then like anywhere else, it says get his heart off of the coals. Right. Because, you know, if your heart is being barbecued, then yes. it uh, probably hurts. Yeah. Or yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of feels how heartbreak could feel, I yeah, guess. You do anything to get, get your heart off those coals. I think ultimately the song is about, at least to me, because, you know, listening to it from when I was a kid and mm-hmm. kind of being, you know, it's like, oh, I like this girl, but I can't talk <laughs> to her because I'm so shy. And if she doesn't like me back, then it's the end of my whole world. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I can't go on living after that. And it is real that that feeling, I think, really comes into light in this song and, and yeah. it is like probably one of my favorite b-sides yeah probably too because of you know how early i heard it and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i do get a real sense of um of talking to people and stuff like the first version that you hear is the one that yeah. you like more exactly yeah so like some people are like oh you know i love footsteps with the harmonica and i'll love uh I don't know. That's the. <laughs> I think that's the big one. The big. Uh, uh, oh no! Uh, you, need, you need the harmonica for footsteps. Yeah. See, then I listened to it when it was on the B side, and it didn't have harmonica. Oh. I was like, "Oh, why is there a harmonica in it?" Oh. <laughs> that's it. Now we can't be friends. <laughs> no, nah, that's okay. <laughs> I don't want to be snobby. It's like, well, I heard it first in the nineties, and it yes. didn't have it. Oh, I heard this version first with the extra verse in it, so I like it more. <laughs> it's okay to be different yeah yeah it's all it's all about you know pearl jam and how it speaks to you and all yes. that and and uh different parts touch uh different people in different mm-hmm, ways mm-hmm. yeah you know, and I, I with this song like i think we've all been there where you have mm-hmm. that, like just breakup or heartbreak that just your rips your heart apart and you know this song kind of expresses that feeling just so perfectly yeah you feel you know you're alone and it's always yeah. going to be that way yeah yeah and you and had you just, one that, chance and you messed it up you just i just want to tell the person in the song you know it's going to be okay you're going to get through this you know this will not end you yeah it's uh i look back and you know now i'm married i've been married for 10 11 years my wife won't listen to this so she uh <laughs> 
<laughs> so she won't hear me uh, fudging the numbers there. I'm pretty sure it's 11. Um, <laughs> but like I, before her, like I only had like one real girlfriend and that was like my senior year of, uh, of high school. And you know, that's like a super formative time yeah. in your life. And it's kind of like all of my, like I'll still sometimes like have a dream. It's kind of like, Oh, there's my old girlfriend from high school. And Oh, she wants me back or something like that. And, but I married, it's like, wait, what the hell is going on? It's like, this is like, it's like, Oh yeah, this is a dream. That's why like stuff is going on. And it's, it's just kind of like, it's, it's this weird scar that yeah. Yeah. just sort of has a phantom pain, I guess, yeah. like every once in a while, it's just kind of like, Oh man, like it's, it's weird to, to live with that, but yeah. it's not real. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know when I had my kind of kind of first real heart heartache, and I remember feeling, you know, that um, like panic, panicking. I was panicking, like mm-hmm. panic, and feeling this this pain and thinking like I I can't live like this, you know. And not that I would have you know done anything because of the pain, but it was more like this pain will kill me, you know. Yeah. Like, I will die of a broken heart, you know, and that's kind of what I think of when I think when I read this, these lyrics and listen to this song and realize, no, I mean, you you take it one day at a time and eventually you get through it. And that scar is still there, but you you will make it through that pain. Right. And it's always that first real heartache, I think, that just has such a effect on you in your life. and. you know, it's, it's, uh, it, like I said, the person in the song, I just want to tell them that, you know what, you're going to get through this and you'll be okay. Yeah. It does kind of just because of my background, I guess, and, uh, working in bookstores and stuff like that. Like I saw some literary references in here, at least they, they seem like references to me. I don't know if they were, uh, references for Ed that he tried to hide in there or something, <laughs> but, um, there's the, uh, you know, seagull pointing mm-hmm. cry in the wind or whatever. Like I immediately thought of Jonathan Livingston seagull, which is basically a story about just a bird or a, you know, a seagull mm-hmm. um, <laughs> named Jonathan <laughs> that sort of learn. He's kind of just basically it's about learning through experiencing life. And then he can teleport at some point. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's just kind of like he, he it's kind of wants to come back then to the real world and be like, oh, you know, I learned all this stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you need to practice flying and then you can get better at it. And it just sort of, you know, expands your worldview and, and, and what you can do in life. And um, then also uh, so it goes is in uh, Vonnegut's Slaughterhouse-Five, whenever somebody dies, it says, uh, so it goes. And it's sort of, you know, like that's what happens in life, you know, Mm -hmm, kind of, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. you live and then you die, you know, so it Mm -hmm. goes. It's Mm -hmm. sort of like everything up to that point, you survived and then something happens. That's just the way that it happens. And it's sort of like, and there's there's time travel in that book too, so that's <laughs> a real uh, uh, sort of uh, uh, I don't know, <laughs> just kind of weirdness there, uh, you know. Well, and Ed's like a Kurt Vonnegut fan, is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that certainly could be a reference there. 
Yeah, and it's can you know you'll have you know heartbreaks and stuff, and so it goes. That's just yeah. what hap- yeah. what happens, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I think it is a lot of you know you'll look back at your life and kind of like, oh man, there are things that happened, and I dealt with it. Yeah. And you know, I'm here and mm-hmm. and stronger for it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, some, sometimes things happen and, you know, yeah. there there'll, there could be, you know, trauma or something like that, yeah. that yeah. kind of messes you up or I don't know, you could be physically hurt. <laughs> and it's kind of like, oh, you know, I wish I didn't have that uh, traumatic injury. And, uh, you know, I was kind of <laughs> didn't have to worry about that kind of stuff or whatever. But, you know, it happens. So it goes. And yeah. It's yeah. basically you have to live life and not be afraid yeah. of of getting hurt in the process, I guess, because mm-hmm. otherwise you're just going to be locked away and uh, you're going to be alone. Yeah. Yeah. There's another lyric I saw. Um, oh, yeah. The does he fly away or just talk about it like a seagull wouldn't mm-hmm. in the wind mm-hmm. um, that could. Like I saw that is kind of, oh, is that, you know, just talk about it. Is that like about therapy Maybe kind of talking about your experiences so you kind of can process them, you know, fly away, run away from what happened to you and just kind of bury it and, you know, tamp it down and Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. shove it way deep down where, of course, (laughs) nothing bad will happen later on in life from bottling your emotions and putting them under pressure. (laughs) (laughs) Or Or is it... uh, Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Go. go ahead. I want to hear what what uh, what your other thought was. No, I was going to say, or you know, not just talk about it, but yeah, do something about it. You know, kind of like, oh, I wish I could do this. I wish I could do this. When I grow up, I want to do this. You know, it's kind of like, okay, well, do that stuff. Don't yeah, just talk about it. You know, kind of you know, do the stuff that you want to do in life because mm. otherwise, you're just going to be not doing anything in life. You gotta you gotta do the stuff you want. Yeah. And that's kind of how I took it. Um, Mm -hmm. I think for me, I tend to be a kind of a play it safe kind of person. So for me, it's kind of, you know, I need to need to fly away more often than just talk about it. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's how I took it. Yeah. And I I know that like sometimes too, you need to talk about things and you need to kind of plan them out in your head. Mm -hmm. You know, certain people Mm -hmm. are like this, you know, so that you can see yourself doing it, you know? Right. Or like one thing I think that I saw in, I can't remember where I saw it or heard it or whatever, just like somebody like talking about, you know, writing Mm -hmm. and saying, you know, tell everybody that you're writing, you know, tell them what you're writing and all this sort of stuff, you know, do it, but also talk about it so that Mm -hmm. people will know. It's kind of like, oh, hey, how's that book going that you're writing so Mm -hmm. that people can hold you accountable for the things that you're talking about, uh, you know, kind of like, oh, well, you know, I'm just talking about it. I'm not really doing it. But, you know, if you're telling people about it and then they're like, oh, hey, I heard that you were doing this. What's what's going on with that? And kind of like, oh, man, maybe I should work on it because everybody's always asking me about it. I'm always talking about it. So see, and then when I want to do something, I won't tell anyone about it because Mm -hmm. then do it and then they ask me about it so so maybe i yeah see so if you talk about it then people be like oh hey how's that thing going it's like oh yeah um (laughs) i guess i gotta do it now yeah it's all oh man just life it's all different why can't it just be one thing everybody can do it (laughs) there's an instruction book for it that says step one do this step two do this it's got to be a choose your own adventure branching off in all different ways Oh, I hated those books. <laughs> I'd always die in them. 
Yeah, I always like put my finger there. It's like, let me yeah. read this and see what oh, happens. No. And oh, so I can go back then and do the other one. See, but I'd like that too because it's kind of like, oh, what happens if I do this? Oh, it's kind of like a different, yes. you know, I get to read this and then yeah. I can read that. So it's like, you know, five books in one book. It's Oh, uh, there you go. It's a bargain. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Is there anything else about this song that um, you thought about? One of the differences on the go single during the bridge, then he's kind of, Ed's kind of doing that. I, I can help myself. Don't talk to me. Part, oh, yeah, yeah. Or they don't have that in the Lost Dogs version. But I do, you know, even though I said I maybe kind of prefer the Lost Dogs version, but I actually like that part in the the Go single. Um, mm-hmm. And I think he often does it when they when he does it live, he'll put that in there as well. Yeah, just a sort of, um, you know, it's like, I, 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 I can do this. I can do yeah. this by myself. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, 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 I kind of relate to that. I tend to be the type of person that, you know, kind of try and deal with things on my own. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I can... I, if I was in this situation, that's probably kind of what my response would be, is just to kind of figure it out myself. Yeah. A, lo- a lot of times, though, too, is sometimes, especially with depression and stuff, you're kind of like, you know, I can handle this myself. I mean, yeah. like everybody else lives their own life and can do stuff on their own, like a real <laughs> human being or whatever. So, you know, if I can't figure this out myself, then... I'm not worthy or something, you know, and of course there's the line, you know, the thoughts of suicide and alleviation. It is just real. I don't know that that's always connected with me and stuff. And and Mm -hmm. I think like the, you know, I can help myself. Don't talk to me. Like I don't want anybody else trying to solve my problems because I don't think I'm worthy. Mm -hmm. And obviously this person I was in a relationship didn't think I was worthy of being a relationship with. So you know, obviously I'm a bad person. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, I don't want anybody trying to cheer me up because I need to wallow in this. And, you know, I, 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 I'm not going to get better. And Mm -hmm. if, you know, 
uh, oh damn it, there was something else. What was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and I think too, like it's it's real hard too when you're in a dark place or something like that mm-hmm. to tell people that you need help or to ask for help. Yeah. And I think that, you know, not that anything is anybody's responsibility or something like that, but like if you have friends who are going through things, it's kind of, you know, you're going to ask them, hey, are you okay? You know, or things going on and, you know, chances are nine times out of 10, they're going to say, oh, no, yeah, I'm fine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of like, oh, I I don't want my darkness to infect you. Maybe is kind of like how I've like thought it's kind of like, oh, I don't want you to tell I don't want to tell anybody about my problems. Because mm-hmm. I don't want it to become their problems. Then. Right, right. Yeah, and, and I, so and for me, you know, if if I see that uh, friends or family are struggling, I will cert, you know, I will re- be the one reaching out, and you know, you can talk to me. You know, what can you know? We need someone to listen. What's going on? But I have a way harder time asking for that help myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of feel like it's like, oh, I know what it's like. I have felt that. So, you know, yeah. you can come to me and everything like yeah. that. But then I think kind of always in the back of your head, it's like, no, you don't really know what it's like. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, only I have felt this way and have yeah. gone through this. But it's kind of, you know, everybody is <laughs> has had things happen to them that yeah. sucks. Yeah. And I always feel, you know, it's when I'm talking with friends or family, I'm I'm happy to I, I find it way easier to be a helper than to ask for the help for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and it's kind of, and, and if you do ask somebody, it's kind of like, oh, you know, do you need help? Do you need to talk to somebody about something? And they say no. It's kind of like, well, what do you do at that point? Do you just keep bugging them right. until they break down, or just kind of like, okay, well, I did, you know, I did my part, and you know, I get to walk away now, and it's in the free and clear. And it's kind of how, it's just kind of like a lot of, especially now, I think with uh, politics and vaccinations and stuff mm-hmm. like that, it's kind of like, oh, you know. Oh, I think that it's a conspiracy and all that sort of stuff. It's kind of like, okay, well, I'm not going to friend you anymore on Facebook or something like that. I'm not going to talk to you. It's kind of like, you know, if you care about somebody, somebody's your family, you know, how much effort are you going to put in to try to take care of them and try to make sure that they don't fall for these tricks and stuff like that? Yeah, I've been I've been very lucky in that my family and my friends were all I mean, we're all vaccinated. We're all on the same page. We're all wearing masks. But I know other people who, you know, one person feels one way and their spouse feels the exact opposite. And, you know, how do you how do you work through that? Yeah. And it's it's you know, kind of like, oh, is that is that going to be the breaking point? Yeah. You know, where it's just kind of like, oh, you know, it's not necessarily then information that's going to get somebody to change their mind, but possibly showing that you care and it's about caring yeah Yeah. that it's kind of you know you're somebody who's important to me and you know i'm not going to give up because you're important to me and it's i'm not going to throw away you know however many years and stuff like that just because of something that if you get past you're going to look back at and be like oh wow I thought this was going to break it down and, you know, I lived past it and we got it all and I pull everything together. That's a callback, bring everything together. Yeah, we did it. (laughs) Who knew we could relate alone to vaccinations? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Bring everything around. Life is full circle. Yeah. Life is struggle and it's hard and it's hard for everyone. So the only way you get through it is to is to work through it and you're not alone. We're all in this together. Yes. Yes. You have 
tons of people around that can help you out and can share some of the weight, can help you, can help you lift it. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> I was. Uh, is there anything else about this song that you have? Well, I was was reading. Oh, I one of one of the blogs somewhere where someone was saying that um, they kind of see this song as the precursor to Black. Mm-hmm. That this is the breakup as your. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Black is kind of looking back, a little bit more removed from it. So I thought that was an interesting way of looking at it. Yeah, I think the um, the Porch podcast, when they had their episode about Alone, I think they kind of made that connection, too. Oh. It's kind of like, oh, what if this is the breakup that Black yeah. is about? Yeah, I, had, I hadn't listened to that episode, but I know. So someone else must have, because I didn't I didn't come up with that. So I read it on, on one of the blogs somewhere. But uh, but I thought that was an, an, an interesting take on it. Yeah, there's all there's there's all sorts of things that you can look at too in yeah. all their songs and chances are somebody else has thought of it too, but yes. that doesn't make it any less special. It just brings oh. it makes it it helps makes those connections. Absolutely. It's more yarn to put between the pictures on your wall. It's like, oh, yeah. this is connection too. <laughs> <laughs> uh so I think we're here at the end, right? I think so. Okay. So oh, then I uh, ask you, do oh. you like the song? Oh, I love the song. <laughs> yeah, when I when I saw it on the uh, on the ghost single and I listened to it, you know, on repeat as you do when you're mm-hmm. younger, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, why wasn't this on verses? Like, oh, I would have just like I think like catapulted the song into the consciousness where it belongs instead mm-hmm. of kind of being a tidbit that's kind of oh, you know, people who are in the know know about this song. It's kind of like ah, you know, it's it's got to be out there more you know i don't want it to be just like a hidden gem it's got to yeah, be a yeah. on display a monument instead of a hidden gem yeah maybe that's what the opposite is yeah so if you put it on verses what would you take off of verses um everything that's on verses they want it on verses and while some of the weaker songs like possibly glorified g or rats they just kind of sound a little bit weird they are saying something that they want to say. Mm-hmm. And so hmm, this, yeah, yeah so you the can't. album. Yeah. Like you're saying, like the album is more sort of like angry than <laughs> this, which is more sentimental. Mm-hmm. So it kind of doesn't fit really on verses, but it's not a, uh, a concept album or anything like that. No. So you could throw anything in there. <laughs> See, now, now your head explodes trying to figure this out. Yeah. Let's just make everybody mad. Uh, go yeah. goes, and then this is the opening track. There we oh, go. Oh, no, no, we can't. Have <laughs> now you're making me angry. <laughs> Controversy, clicks. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm going for. Listens. Yeah. Hot take. <laughs> People drag me because of that. Yeah. <laughs> Spread the word. No. Go needs to be on there. It does. Go absolutely. <laughs> Uh, so this is still, we're in Pearl Jam 20-ish, or or 30, oh crap, oh, here, (laughs) let me, let me get that clean. Yeah, so we're here in Pearl Jam 30, uh, still, kind of, you know, it's like the 30th year of the first, uh, album, right? So it still counts, um, so then, uh, I've been wrapping these up by asking my guests just like ed was asked at the end of single video theory so now i pose the question to you uh debbie what does pearl jam mean to you well i mean the obvious answer is everything but Mm -hmm. 
I didn't think you'd just let me say everything and that's it, end of episode. So to elaborate on one of the reasons why Pearl Jam is so important to me, one of the things about me is that I'm a good listener and I'm good with helping other people figure out their thoughts and feelings. And I'm, I'm a social worker, so that's certainly something that comes in handy in my career. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to figuring out my own emotions, that's something wh- where I sometimes I definitely struggle with that. Um, so what this band and this music does, it allows me a way to kind of process my own thoughts and kind of recognizing what I'm feeling, which for me, it can be a struggle. I don't know if you're familiar with Myers-Briggs at all, mm-hmm. uh, but so I'm, I'm an INFJ, so introverted, intuitive, feeling and judging. And that's one of the characteristics of an INFJ that certainly applies to me. Um, so there's been... You know, so many times I've been out on a run and I'll maybe hear a song or a lyric that I've heard like a hundred times before, but it'll just in that moment just kind of hit me like a freight train. You know, this is that's exactly how I felt when that happened. Or, yes, this is exactly how I'm feeling right now. So, for example, off he goes that whole song, you know, about being overwhelmed and needing to escape. It's that 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 hits me pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, or or life wasted that's another good example you know not to you know reminder that i need regularly not to to waste my life kind of bogged down in self doubt you know you're harder on yourself than just about anyone that line always just resonates with me so that's one of the many reasons why pearl jam is so important to me um and what they do for me so eddie vetter the the therapist there <laughs> <laughs> There we go. Thanks a lot for for coming on and helping me out with this uh, <laughs> to get all the songs done and and and, uh, and and sharing your your thoughts and feelings with everyone else listening. Well, and thanks for having me on and thanks for doing this uh, podcast. It's uh, you know I discovered it during the pandemic and it's been a uh, you know it's been a great stress reliever and I've enjoyed all the episodes. So it was a real honor to to be on an episode. Oh, yeah, of course. It's an attainable goal. Anybody who wants to talk about Pearl Jam, just uh, I got the credits at the end. Email me and everything. And then we can dork out about Pearl Jam. Bring it full circle. Absolutely. You don't have to be alone. Oh, I did it again. I'm doing it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's why you have your own podcast. (laughs) (laughs) It's a it's a it's it's a lot of work. It's a a lot of practice. (laughs) You can listen to the earlier episodes, but, uh, you know, don't, don't, don't hold it against me. (laughs) (laughs) The Better Man Podcast is produced by Brandon Palomo and published using a Creative Commons attribution sharealike 4.0 license. Please visit creativecommons.org or email listenupreno at gmail.com for more details. All music played is owned by their respective publishers and copyright holders and is reproduced for review purposes only and for fair use. You can subscribe to the Better Band Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or from betterbandpod.com using your favorite podcast app. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Better Band Pod. I am on Twitter at Brandon P. B-R-A-N-D-E-N-P. If you would like to support this podcast, you can go to either ko-fi.com slash Brandon P or patreon.com slash Brandon P. You can also just give me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, but don't forget to tell your friends. If you'd like to be a guest in a future episode, send an email to betterbandpod at gmail.com or send any insights and stories you'd like to share and I'll read them on the season finale episode. Again, I'd like to thank my guest Debbie and as always, this is Brandon saying, 
Hi, I'm Troy McClure. You may remember me from such nature films as Earwigs, EU, and Man vs. Nature, The Road to Victory.